2020 Reds Caravan, presented by the Cincinnati Regional Tourism Network, kicks off Thursday, January 16th, with four tours that will make stops in five states over three days. The Reds will be at the Athens Community Center on January 16th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The Reds Caravan provides fans of all ages the opportunity to interact with current and former players, top minor leaguers, broadcasters, members of the Reds' front office, and your favorite mascots. At each of the stops, the groups will field questions and sign autographs while time allows. So come on over and join Power 105 and visit the Jambulance for a day of meet and greets, prize giveaways, and more fun from your local host of Reds Baseball. The Athens Stop is sponsored by the Athens Community Center, Power 105, and your home of the Reds, 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. At Athens Cell Phone and Electronics Repair, we repair all brands of cell phones, tablets, and computers, including iPhones and Samsung devices. Whether it's a screen or battery replacement, logic board repairs, or charge ports, Athens Cell Phone and Electronics can fix it all. Why spend a bunch of money on a new device? With over 40 years of electronic experience, we'll repair your device for a fraction of the cost. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to noon. Stop in and see us at Richland Avenue between Taco John's and McAfee's. Give us a call for a free estimate at 740-590-1677. Are you dreaming of something greater? A college degree, job skills, a rewarding career. The Ohio Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Ohio National Guard Scholarship Program could pay 100% of your college tuition. You're eligible for the scholarship as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving in the Ohio Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Veteran-owned True Blue is raising the bar in plumbing with the best guaranteed prices and superior quality. Using the latest in plumbing technology, True Blue has the capability to identify problems in your pipes. Or inspect for home purchase using a full-color camera while capturing video and watching in real time. They're committed to providing you honest and upfront service and offer free return service if the problem isn't fixed. Call them 24-7 at 740-590-5400. With a lifetime of experience and a desire to be the best in the business, True Blue is committed to being true to you. We love hockey. And nothing goes better together than Buffalo Wild Wings and hockey. So get to Buffalo Wild Wings now for great deals and freaking delicious food. Like our brand new All-American Cheeseburger, Wing Tuesdays, and Boneless Thursdays. What are you waiting for? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings right here in Athens at 23 West Union Street. Buffalo Wild Wings, proud supporter of Bobcat Hockey. My, oh my, that sunshine's so bright I had to throttle it down here. Put our, uh, what do you call it, Uh, blinds, blinds. But it's welcome. They say it's going to get up to 51 degrees today. We're showing 32 at the moment here on Columbus Road. Tonight, only 42, they say. Well, whatever it will be, it will be. Okay, sirrah, sirrah, isn't it? Something like that. 
Scott's here too. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome. In this, uh, um, you had a busy show this morning, and that's good. Yeah. All yeah, right. It's fun. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to test you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, maybe I should do some of our normal stuff first. Anyway, All right. Good morning, folks. Welcome. <laughs> it's December. No, 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 no. What the hell is this? Why does this say December 23rd up here? That's that's when it was posted. Oh. If you go down below your, <laughs> yeah. below your thumb there, there you okay. go. Where I have it underlined. Wow. AP is really working in advance, huh? Yep, they okay. are. Okay. <clears throat> well, today... Holidays. Yeah. Uh, today is Thursday, of course. It's also January 2nd. That's right. <laughs> Think of this. We're two days into the new year already. Um... 364 days remain. That's right. We've got leap year this year. So it's 366 total. See, leap year, when's that occur? February? Or, yeah, February 29th? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway. um, The additional day that's added through the year. That's what I meant. Anyway, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Yep. Okay, um, let's see here. Our highlight in history, we say um, 1960. Senator John F. Kennedy of Massachusetts launched his successful bid for the presidency. Um, All sorts of things happened, though, on this date. Uh, 1788, Georgia became the fourth state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. 1900, U.S. Secretary of State uh, John Hay announced the open-door policy to facilitate trade with China. I mean, on any given date of any month, we can come up with all sorts of things. It's quite remarkable, this whole thing of history. Mm-hmm. And we do come up with lots of things. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Uh, birthdays. And there, uh, Dennis Hazard, um, former sp- Speaker of the House, 78. Jack Hanna, 73. I had no idea. Jungle Jack. He uh, looks younger than his age, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Actress Wendy Phillips is 68 also. Or not also, but 68. Uh, Cynthia Sykes is 66. Todd Haynes, movie director, 59. Tia Carrera is uh, 53, actress. Cuba Gooding Jr., 52. Christy Turlington. A model, they say. Mm-hmm. 51. Pretty sharp. Oh, you agree with her appearance? Mm-hmm. I see. She's pretty sharp. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? can go on down the list. There's lots of names any given day. I just try to pull out the ones that... But listen, I'm so unfamiliar with so many of these people, I probably shouldn't use myself as a judge, a judge of this sort of thing. Anyway, uh, we'll just name the youngest person listed today, a rhythm and blues singer and rapper, Bryson Tiller. 
who's 27. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking quite as much time with some of this stuff because I brought some other stuff in I thought would be interesting to work okay. with. And, um, but our thought for the day, uh, let's see, Joyce Carey is uh, who came up with this. She, uh, they say, was an Anglo-Irish author. Her years of life, 1888 to 1957. Love doesn't grow on trees like apples in Eden. It's something you have to make, and you must use your imagination to. Well, that's a nice one. I like it. Makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so let's put this over here. Today is National Science Fiction Day. National Buffet Day. National Cream Puff Day. And after all of that, this makes sense, National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. (laughs) See, after you have the cream puffs and the buffets and all that stuff, you need a trainer to help. Um, well, you get the point, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. And set that over there. Okay, now I told you I was going to test you. Okay, now I'm pretty sure a lot of these answers you're going to get right. Oh, okay. I'm okay. glad you have faith. Yeah. How many bowl games are there? Oh, geez. I think there's 41. 40. 40? Is what I was what I read this morning. Okay. Now, maybe the, the article's wrong. Okay. But 40 is what I was told. I was going to say about 92. It seems sometimes like it. Sure does. Pretty watered down. Okay. Saturated. So, uh, now, I'm not trying to embarrass you, honest. Uh, Bahamas Bowl. Was that played yet or not? Uh, yes. And who do you think won it? Uh... It was a Mac team. Uh, was it mm. Buffalo? Buffalo, yes. Okay, so you did pretty good on that. Frisco Bowl. Frisco Bowl was uh, Kent State. You're right. New Mexico Bowl. Oh boy, not a clue. Yeah. Well, uh, nevertheless, a Mac team did play in it, and it's a Central Michigan. But San Diego State won that one. The Cure Bowl. I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There. So, C- C-U-R-E, Cure Bowl. Yeah. Where was that played even? Yeah, way too many bowl games. Okay, well, we're still going to see this through, I think. Okay. So um, that was between Liberty and Georgia Southern and Liberty won. That was on the 21st of December. Okay, the Boca Raton Bowl. No idea, right? Right. Florida Atlantic, 52 to Southern Miss SMU, 28. Again, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is that me? Yeah. Can't be. My phone's off. That's not mine. Oh, it's this. It's my speakers here. Oh. On a laptop, so there we're, I'm putting in some sound effects for the college football bowl news here. Okay, well, 
Um. On the 21st, there were one, two, three, four, five, six bowl games. On one day. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Boca Raton Bowl, Florida Atlantic over SMU. The Camellia Bowl, Arkansas State over Florida International. Las Vegas Bowl. Where do you think that was played? Uh, let me think. Vegas? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Seattle, I think. Okay. I was going to guess uh, Van Buren, Ohio again. Okay. Uh, Washington, 38. Uh, they, Washington over Boise State. Okay. In the final game on that 21st, New Orleans Bowl, where do you think that was played? Uh, Las Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Appalachian State over UAB. A single game on the 23rd, Gasparilla Bowl. I'm sorry, I have not heard of a few of these. Anyway, that was Florida, Central Florida over Marshall. I'm sure our friends real nearby down at Marshall are coughing a little bit that I had never heard of it. Something like that. Well, a lot, you know, 40 bowl games, you know, you probably haven't heard of more than a few of them. Okay, the Hawaii Bowl. Was on uh, Christmas Eve day, and get this: Hawaii won thirty-eight over Brigham Young to thirty-four. Yeah, that's a that's a nice trip for someone to get to go to that each year. You know that stadium, the office that I worked in at Sink Pack, Commander in Chief Pacific, was up. On um, kind of high on the um, oh, mountain, I guess you call it, uh, overlooking where that bo- that stadium is now. The stadium didn't exist back then. Mm. Nice area. Sounds like a nice view. It's called Aiea, A I E A, and um, but I in in returning to the islands. You know, on like, um, oh, the NAB had a board meeting over there when I was on their board. And um, so now I have seen the stadium and driven up to where my place was and looked down on it. And great view. Well, anyway, uh, Hawaii Bowl, 24th. Okay, of course, nothing on Christmas Day. December 26th, which would have been... Uh, no, I was going to say yesterday. I'm way off. Never mind. December 26th, the Independence Bowl. Louisiana Tech won over Miami. Uh, another game on that same day, the Quick Lane Bowl. I've never heard of that. Likewise. Now, wait a minute. You're a sports fanatic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've and, not heard of that one though. They, they, you know, they bring in different sponsors every year quick, for some of these. Well, anyway, Pittsburgh won over Eastern Michigan. I, that was in Detroit, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea. Yeah, the Military Bowl was on December 27th. North Carolina beat Temple. The Pinstripe Bowl, Michigan State beat Wake Forest. Now that one I do know is in Yankee Stadium in New York. 
Pinstripes, Yankees. Yep. Texas Bowl. Texas A&M over Oklahoma State. <clears throat> La Holiday Bowl. Iowa over Southern California. The Cheese It Bowl. Air Force 31, Washington State 21. Now, okay, that... One, two, three, four, five. I guess it's only five. But that's those are five bowl games on December 27th. Yep. There's a bunch of them. Like right around this that time period, you're you're hitting right now. I'm mm, good coffee. Okay, the Camping World Bowl. <clears throat> Never heard of that. one. I have heard of that one. Notre Dame over Iowa State. That one's in Florida. The Cotton Bowl. Penn State over Memphis in Arlington, Texas. Now, here's one we know. The Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. LSU 63, Oklahoma 28. Pounded. Joe Burrow's LSU Tigers pounded Oklahoma. The Fiesta Bowl. Clemson uh, 29, Ohio State 23. The First Responder Bowl. Western Kentucky over Western Michigan. The Red Box Bowl, California over Illinois. The Music City Bowl, Louisville over Mississippi State. The Orange Bowl, Florida over over Virginia. The Belk Bowl was on December 31st, and Kentucky beat Virginia Tech. The Sun Bowl was next. Florida, I'm sorry, Arizona State over Florida State. The Liberty Bowl, Navy over Kansas State. Um, The Arizona Bowl, Wyoming over Georgia State. Wyoming. (laughs) Cowboys. Uh, I thought my just pausing what most people would figure it out. Yeah. Okay. I did. I I thought. Okay. (laughs) Uh, In the last one on the 31st, there were five games that day. Alamo Bowl in Texas over Utah. Now, yesterday, we had four bowl games. The Citrus Bowl in which Alabama beat Michigan. The Outback Bowl, Minnesota over Auburn. That was somewhat of an upset there. The Rose Bowl, Oregon over Wisconsin, by one point. And the Sugar Bowl, Georgia over Baylor. Today, we have two bowl games. The Birmingham Bowl. Is that held in Tampa? Uh, No. No. (laughs) Uh, Birmingham. Right. (laughs) Okay. Just in case anyone's wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The Birmingham Bowl, 
features Boston College versus Cincinnati, and it's on this afternoon. Uh, by the way, um, just about everything on ESPN. Yeah. Um, that's at 3 p.m. The other game today is at 7 p.m., and it's the Gator Bowl featuring Indiana versus Tennessee. Again, 7 p.m. Yes, yeah. this is the first bowl game that uh, Indiana's been in for a few years, so they're pretty excited about that. That's a good bowl, too, the Gator Bowl. Now, um, let's see, today's Tucson. Okay, tomorrow's Friday. Yes. One bowl game. One bowl game. And guess who's in it, folks? I'm going to guess the Nevada Wolf Pack versus the Ohio Bobcats. Bingo. 3.30 <laughs> is the airtime. Again, on ESPN. So the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah, we'll have all the uh, live coverage on our sister station, the home of the Bobcats, flagship station of the Bobcats, Power 105. Pre-game is at 2.30. One of the um, one of the many responsibilities my daughter has is to uh, sort of coordinate all of the uh, what would you call it events that take place at these types of things. So she left. I think it was Sunday. Let me think here. When was the first? The first was Tuesday. Well, yesterday. Yeah. Well, anyway, she left a couple days ago and is getting everything in order out there. And we'll be back just uh, the day after the game. But it's it's part of her thing. Mm -hmm. Coordinate the alumni events. Yeah, and and the The travel events, travel parties. Sure. That go along with that. Yep, they're playing at uh, Boise State University, and I mentioned this earlier uh, about the turf there. It, it, if you're watching the game tomorrow, there's nothing wrong with your TV because the turf will be blue, and it has been dubbed the Smurf Turf. Okay. You remember the cartoon characters, oh, the course, Smurfs? Of course. They were all blue, so, yeah, yeah that stadium turf will be blue. Is Are the school colors blue? Yeah. I see. Blue and orange. Okay. Well, so once again, on the, TV. Uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl featuring our own Bobcats versus Nevada. Um, any thoughts on that game? Um, I just hope the Bobcats play well on national TV because they have, uh, I don't mean to be a downer or something like that, but they have, it seems like a history of not performing well on national TV. Okay. So let's hope uh, that can turn around. Isn't, I mean, do you know anything about Nevada? Uh, they're a pretty good team. They've always been a team. One of the former Ohio assistant coaches was the head coach there uh, a few years ago, Tim DeRuder. Uh He went to uh, Fresno State for a while. And then uh, when Tom Bay was out there at Fresno State, and then he became the head coach at the University of Nevada. And uh, I think he was let go a couple years ago, maybe. So uh, they've turned that program around a bit. I'm not sure of the spread mm-hmm. on the game, but my guess is the Bobcats will be favored. I'll see if I can find that uh, somewhere. But um, anyway, okay. uh, Nevada is 7-5, and five, and the Bobcats, of course, are 6-6. Six and six. So we 
Ohio plays to, to their capabilities, they should be it. I okay. think so, yes. While we're on the topic, I have had four people now, and both, all of these you would know and are, I'm going to say, well-known people, suggest to us that we have Jimmy and... Um, Robin? Robin on our show. Okay. That might be tough to do for a no, while. <laughs> I know. I, I think WOUB has already done it. Okay. And... Um, yeah, we should. I, I don't know why why I hadn't thought of it before. Um, I think Troy had Jimmy on the sports fan I, a couple I, weeks ago. I, that did happen. I yep. heard about that. Okay. But to, to talk about the non-football side of this. Oh, yeah. Um, may I ask you to do that? Sure. See what you can do with that. Sure, I'd be happy to. You have a good relation with Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy's great. I, I've yeah. got Robin's phone number and stuff, but uh, I, I think um, you probably have a better chance at that. Than, not chance, but I mean, um, you know him better than I do. All right. We'll, we'll give it a shot here. Okay. Now, back to business. We still have three more bowl games after uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow being our bowl game. So January 4th is the Armed Forces Bowl featuring Southern Mississippi versus Tulane. January 6th features uh, is the Mobile Bowl or Mobile Bowl. Is it Mobile? Yeah, Mobile. So it's um, Mobile, Alabama. Right. Okay. Miami of Ohio versus Louisiana Lafayette. And the final one is... Dun, 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 dun. Of course, the college football playoff title game. All right. Can't wait. Featuring LSU <clears throat> versus Clemson. That is on January 13th, an 8 o'clock kickoff. Wow. Yeah. Was... And of course, when we're wowing it because we're back to the Burrow family. Yeah. You know, I think, I I was talking to some folks the last couple days, and, uh, you know, it's all pretty much in agreement now that Joe Burrow has put Athens on the map, so to speak. I mean, bigger than anybody else coming out of this area, including Ohio University alumni that have made it big somewhere. But folks are telling me they think this is much bigger than anybody that's ever come out of Ohio University, come out of Athens, We've, Southeast Ohio. Yeah. That, uh, you know, you look look at the famous uh, entertainers, actors, uh, you know, people who have gone into the entertainment field, uh, things like that. You know, we could look at a Mike Schmidt for baseball. Uh, we could look at a Piper Parabo, an actress. Uh, you know, you, you name it, go on and on. Uh, Laura Lee Schaefer, Miss America, right? My buddy. Yes, your friend. But people are saying that, that Joe Burrow is bigger than any of these names that you want to throw out that have come out of this area, including Ohio University, because it's it's not only nationwide, but this is it's not worldwide. Be- it's not because the title he has acquired or the awards. It is the manner in which he handled it. 
Yes. And the attention that people were drawn to. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Oh, absolutely. Indeed. What was that? Uh, CBS updates oh, about okay. the, whether you notice the update didn't come through. So Yeah, in spite yeah. of me. <laughs> Which means I forgot to turn it off. Yeah, you didn't have to. Okay. So that's good. Was that the machine? Yes. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just. Now, we're does that also mean you turned forth. it back on? Correct. Okay. It will happen. CBS <laughs> News at the top of the hour. <laughs> we have one bug that's bothering us over and over, but we figured a manual way to get around it. That's right. We'll push with, it through. With this fancy new system we have here, folks. Yeah. It's pretty cool, though. Uh, and it's going to get cooler. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, by the back way, in the uh, okay. Uh, by you, the way, I was just going to say I, I found a, a a prediction here for the Bobcats game tomorrow. Now we can go back to Joe Burrow, whatever you're going to say. Uh, the Bobcats are favored by seven and a half. Well, that sounds significant. Yeah, it does. So anyway, yeah, back to. Uh, I was going to talk about uh, this upgrade of equipment. Oh yeah, sure. Go we, ahead. We started Jim. <clears throat> I hate to say, but nearly two months ago. Folks, in the old days of broadcasting, they had a thing called a proof of performance. And they required an engineer, and I can't remember. Now my phone's going off. <laughs> that was you that time. Um, <laughs> let me see if it's anything I need to worry about. No. Okay. It's... Uh, a pharmacy saying I have a prescription ready. Let me silence my phone for crying out loud. Okay, it is quiet. Okay, years ago, the FCC required a radio station, TV station, any broadcast licensed federally organization to, on a regular basis, perform what was called a proof of performance. We generally did it at 2 in the morning, and it might take 3 or 4 hours. And um, we would not be running any kind of programming that you would want to listen to. It was a series of tones and a series of what I call white noise, which is a shh sound like that. Mm -hmm. And um, we would do it, um, uh, we would originate it, from a piece of equipment sitting here on the counter, run it through our consoles, through our processors, and eventually you would measure the output of the transmitter. When stereo came about, two channels, left and right, uh, we had to do it for each channel, and we had to make sure that they were reasonably balanced. Well, it's an odd thing. Over the years... The FCC has lessened many of their requirements. And there is no requirement whatsoever for a station to conduct a proof of performance test. Now, they've put other things on us, but not more bookkeeping stuff and less actual technical stuff. So I've asked our people to do a proof of performance because we have made so many changes recently. I just think things need to be completely made sure they're all perfect. 
You know what I mean? Yes. And I think once that happens, um, we, 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 I, I know I'll get some calls from people saying, what have you guys done out there? It sounds a lot better. You know? I know a couple people, I could even name their names, who will notice. But we'll all be the benefactors of that. All right. Well, that's in the works. 40 bowl games. Mm, yeah. Okay, <laughs> now, related to all of this, I'm pleased to announce, and this happened Friday. Did you see this? Um, I did not. Okay. Frank Solich has been... Um, Offered a two-year contract extension. Well, that's interesting. Usually you do four. Um, well, I, I tell you what. He's not a youngster. Right. In fact, he's one of the older coaches, isn't he? In the, he's, the, he's the oldest, I it, believe, now. After it, the retirement of Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Okay. Yeah. So Frank's at the top of the heap. Um... I'll just read this here. Ohio head football coach Frank Solich has received a two-year contract extension with a new agreement that will run through the 2021 season. This is from Julie Cromer, who is our new AD, our athletic director. A quote. Frank Solich is a future Hall of Fame coach with an impeccable national reputation We are proud of the culture of athletic and academic success he and his staff have established at Ohio University, and we appreciate Frank's deep commitment to our institution. She went on, we look forward to his continued leadership of our football program. Now, in case you uh, have sort of lost track, uh, Frank uh, just completed his 15th regular season as head coach of the Cats. He is the winningest head coach in Mid-American Conference history. This season, he reached 112 overall victories, while his 75 MAC wins wins ranked second to Central former um, Central Michigan head coach Herb Duramides. Mm-hmm. That's it, Duramides, who has 90. Um, so at this point, Frank is 112 to 81 wins loss. Okay. Uh, 75 Mac wins in 15 years. I'm doing the math. How many wins average per year that is? It appears so. Well, that only doing a two-year contract extension, being in the industry that I was for many years, that tells me something. Now, I'm speculating, of course, but my guess is there was a deal made. We'll give you two more years, and then we look for a new coach. Just speculating. Okay. But typically, that's what happens. Typically, it's a four-year extension because of recruiting. You know, you don't want recruits seeing that, you know, a coach, if you like a coach, you don't want him seeing that he's only going to be there, you know, for another year or two or speculation he's going to retire or not be there. So, again, it's speculation that there was a, a deal made there somewhere. 
Well, when I saw the announcement, I thought two years. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's all I said to mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, me too. Well, now, I don't know. I, I don't know all that other stuff. Yeah, that's the same reaction I had. Too. But my my initial reaction was. Frank is no young pigeon. Mm-hmm. And maybe he wants to retire. That's what I know? mean. So so this doesn't make too much sense. Exactly. Out. It's all speculation. All righty. Well, that happened, uh, I think, on Friday. Good. Okay, let's see here. We have 18 minutes left today. Um I could do on this day historical events. I could do today's headlines. But I came across another item that was sent to me to, by someone who formerly lived in Athens and is well known. And that's the best I can tell you. <laughs> okay. Now, this is political. You, uh, Some people will say it's political. Well, it is political. Okay. So this person sent it to me and said, if everybody were to send this to 20 of their friends, mm-hmm. um, this would make an impact. And they think that uh, enough of an impact that it could have something happen to, to change some of the points that they bring out. Well, let me just read it. Okay. okay. All right. Warren Buffett. We've all heard that name over and over, right? He is very well known, very got a lot of money, um, a businessman extraordinaire. Um, in fact, let's see here. What can I say? Oh, here's a little bio. Warren Edward Buffett is an American business magnate, investor, and philanthropist who is the chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway. He is considered one of the most successful investors in the world and has a net worth of $88.9 billion as of December 19th making him the fourth wealthiest person in the world. Okay? So, as I understand it, this is, um, this article I'm going to read is called The Buffett Rule. It starts out saying, Warren Buffett is asking everyone to forward this email to a minimum of 20 people and to ask each of those to do likewise. Were this to happen, in three days, most people in the United States will have the message. And he believes this, meaning what I'm about to read to you, is an idea that should be passed around. Okay, now, I, I, I don't know if whoever authored this, I mean, we, we see it's Warren Buffett, but they may have enhanced a word or two. Like, the first sentence says, let's see if these idiots understand what people people pressure is all about so idiots you know i don't i don't think that's probably the word i would have used probably not so this is called the buffett rule let's see if these idiots understand what people pressure is all about 
The salary for the current salary for the United States president is four hundred thousand dollars per year. Once they leave office, they receive a hundred and eighty thousand dollars every year until they're passing. And for all I know, maybe there's some additional package for their spouse, surviving spouse, if they're still alive. I don't think our current president is accepting that salary, though. Uh, I don't. I um, I don't know. Um, he certainly doesn't need it. No. Now, so. For a president, they get four hundred thousand each year they're in office, and a hundred and eighty each year after that. How about a member of the House or Senate? They make a hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars a year from the time they're elected till they die, whether they're in office or not. Mercy. How about the Speaker of the House? That person makes $223,500 a year for life. Again, that means from the day they're elected till they pass, even if they're not in office. Mm. What about the majority or minority leaders and whips and things like that? in the various houses. They make $193,400 per year for life. Now, an average salary of a teacher, $40,065 a year. The average salary of a deployed soldier, 38000 a year. And it's only while they're teaching or only while they're in wearing the uniform. After that, no. The item goes on. Here's where cuts should be made. Warren Buffett, in a recent interview with CNBC, offers one of the best quotes about the debt ceiling. I could end the deficit in five minutes, he told CNBC. You just pass a law that says that any time there is a deficit of more than 3% of GDP, gross domestic product, all sitting members of Congress are ineligible for re-election. The 26th Amendment, which grants the right to vote for 18-year-olds, took only three months and eight days to be ratified. Why? Simple. The people demanded it. That was 1971, before computers, before email, before cell phones, etc. The people demanded it. Of the 27, of the 27 amendments to the Constitution, seven took one year or less to become the law of the land, all because of one thing, public 
pressure. Warren Buffett is asking each addressee to forward this email to a minimum of 20 people on their address list. In turn, ask each of those to do likewise. In three days, he thinks, most people in the United States of America will have the message. This is one idea that really should be passed around. The Congressional Reform Act of 2017. Which states, number one, no tenure, no pension, a congressman, a woman, collects a salary while in office and receives no pay when they're out of office? Just like you and me, right? Yep. Two. Yeah. Congress, past, present, and future, participates in Social Security. All funds in the Congressional Retirement Fund move to the Social Security system immediately. All future funds flow into the Social Security system. And Congress participates with the American people. It may not be used for any other purpose. Item 3. Congress can purchase their own retirement plan, just as all Americans may. Mm-hmm. Four, Congress will no longer vote themselves a pay raise. Congressional pay raise will rise or fall by the lower of the consumer price index of three percent or three percent. Number five, Congress loses their current health care system and participates in the same health care system as the American people. Yes. I'll, I'll vote yes. So whether they choose to go in by private health insurance or one of the Affordable Health Care Act pro- programs, whatever, it's their mm-hmm. choice. Yep. Do it like we have to do. Going on. Sixth. Congress must equally abide by all laws they impose on the American people. Seven, all contracts with past and present congressmen or congresswomen are void, effective 3117. The American people did not make this contract with congressmen, congresswomen. Next, Congress made all these contracts for themselves. Serving in Congress is an honor, not a career. The Founding Fathers envisioned citizen legislators, so ours should serve their terms, then go home and go back to work. If each person contacts a minimum of 20 people, then it will only take three days for most people in the U.S. to receive the message, it's time. This is how you fix Congress. If you agree, pass it along. That's the whole thing. Sounds now, like a plan. Now, twice you heard me mm-hmm. mention the date 17, March 17. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just received this. As I said, it was forwarded from someone who formerly lived in Athens for many years, was well thought of. I'm not going to give their name. 
Um, but they sent it to me. They now live elsewhere. But nearly everybody would know the name. I'll just let you wonder. Uh, I I believe this was authored in 17. But 2017, right? Yes. Yeah. But I don't think it's any less needed today than it was then. Yeah. I've heard that from many people. Why doesn't Congress have to follow the same rules, guidelines, laws, health care plans, everything else that the American people do? There was a time, a long time ago, now, some of you may remember the name Bob McEwen. Yep, I um, do. I was, uh, there was encouragement for me to run for a federal seat. Folks, I love radio. Um, you know, I was doing the city council. I was doing some lobbying in Washington. I didn't want to leave Athens. I, I, I wanted to be in my industry. And I thanked them and said, no, thank you. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. Okay. Let's well, because you had the opportunity to do so and, yeah, and chose I, to do otherwise. Yeah, but on the other hand, I feel guilty. You know, whenever someone has an option to make a difference, to try to make a difference, and they don't take advantage of it, there is a tendency to feel like, then what right do you have to complain? On the other hand, I have known many congresspeople who have gone to Washington with grand ideas of how to make a difference. Yep. And, and, they, and suddenly they're one out of uh, 435 people. Yep. They get sucked into the rest of the group. And they realize they can't just shake things up. Yep. And it can be also discouraging. Well, back to your point about or your question about why would i have the right to complain i think a few people would answer that question by because i pay taxes and help pay salaries well i meant i'm just surmising what somebody might resort to say what might respond okay so you know are we a democracy i think we're supposed to be aren't we what is a republic well, I think it goes along with the territorial guidelines, something like that. I, I, you know, this word democracy, and maybe I need to know more about it. Yeah, but, same here. But I think we're more of a republic. And what I mean is you have representatives who take the collective feelings of their constituents and then move forward with that opinion. That's that's a topic we could get into down the road. Yeah, I just Googled. we only have a minute and a half today. Okay, I'll do it real quick then. I just Google something here: Republic, 
The definition they give me is a state in which supreme power is held by the people and their elected representatives. Democracy is a system of government by the whole population or all the eligible members of a state, typically through elected representatives. Well, I mean, we're both then. But yeah, the, the, kind the, of. the, the mm-hmm. point is, do our representatives truly reflect the majority of of the public's opinion? Yes, the public's desires. Now, that's a heavy topic. <laughs> that could very well be. Which we're not going to resolve in 60 seconds. Right. Okay, let's do resolve something. Uh, who is Mary Alice Robertson? She lived from 1854 to 1931. Today would have been her birthday. A historian of some type. Mary Alice Mary Robertson. I cut you off guard. Oh, I thought you were trying to hurry through since we only had a minute left. I was so, hoping you were looking it up. Oh, I, I can very quickly here. Okay, we got 45 seconds. <laughs> Mary Alice Robertson? Yeah. Why do they... American think- educator, social worker, government official, politician who became the second woman to serve in the U.S. Congress from the state of Oklahoma. Well, okay, Isaac Asmin. Asimov. I think he was a scientist, wasn't he? Asimov, yes. Um, died in 1992. He was an American writer, professor. Of- in our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.